tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola, Madridistas. This is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on November 3rd, 2021 from New York City. Real Madrid returned to action in the Champions League at the Bernabeu today against the same Shakhtar Donetsk side that they destroyed just two weeks ago in Kiev by a scoreline of 5 to nil. But today, the home side found themselves in a much more competitive match against an opponent that was vastly improved from the previous encounter. Both sides had some well-created chances throughout a game that demonstrated an offensive-minded focus by both teams, but in the end, it was a brace from who else but Karim Benzema that would make the difference as Real Madrid would come out the victors over Shakhtar once again, this time by the narrow margin of 2-1. The result means that Real are alone at the top of their group after four games with nine points, with Inter Milan, who defeated Sheriff Tiraspol today, now up to second, two points behind the Whites. Madrid went with their trusted 4-3-3 formation for this match, with Ferland Mendy as the left back, Alaba and Militao as the central back pairing, and Danny Carvajal as the right back. Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz were the midfield three, and Vinicius, Benzema, and Lucas Vasquez were up front. Thibaut Courtois was in front of the goal. This was a pretty open end-to-end game right from the opening whistle as neither side was much interested in pressing the other and closing down on the ball in order to deny comfortable possession. And with that tone being set, it was Real that would get the better of their opponents over the opening minutes of the game. Just two minutes into the game, Modric intercepted a ball in the midfield and combined on the counter with Benzema and Vinicius, which eventually led to the Croatian getting Madrid's first shot of the game from just outside of the box and he would get an even better chance from inside of the box just a few minutes later in the fifth minute when he played a nice one-two with Lucas Vasquez on the right-hand side and found himself in front of the goal with only Trubin to beat. But he shot just closely enough to the Shakhtar keeper for him to get a hand on the ball and keep what surely should have been Madrid's first goal out of the back of the net. Shakhtar would then have their turn to knock on Madrid's door shortly thereafter, First with a long ball down the pitch to Dodo, who was streaking into the box on the right-hand side in the eighth minute, where he went to ground after some jostling with Ferland Mendy, but was not awarded a penalty, fairly I might add. And then a couple of minutes later, when Alan Patrick won the ball back in Madrid's half and unleashed a laser of a shot from the right-hand side from well behind the box that had Courtois beaten for what was very nearly Shakhtar's first goal, but the ball ricocheted off of the left post to spare Real from an early deficit. Real, however, would then make sure that the initial exchange of close shaves would end right there as Militao played a long ball from Madrid's half up to Benzema running forward into the final third. And while Dodo had tracked back to intercept it and play it to Trubin, the pass out from the keeper to Marlowe in the box was poorly controlled and Vinicius was in the right place at the right time to pounce on the loose ball on the left inside of the box, run forward and play the ball into Benzema in the center right in front of the goal the easiest of tap-ins to make it 1-0 to Madrid in the 14th minute. The two sides followed by trading breaks up the pitch and into the final third for good chances as Madrid looked to double their advantage while Shakhtar doggedly chased the equalizer. 
with Modric taking another shot and forcing a save in the 17th minute. Mudrik putting Courtois to the test in the 24th minute with his shot from distance, which was just the beginning of the problems that he was going to cause for Madrid in this game as he put in an excellent performance for the visitors. Fernando shooting just wide of the goal from inside the box in the 32nd minute and Cruz having a good look at the goal from the top of the box only to lose control of the ball and have to pass it over to Benzema on his left for him to take a shot that missed the mark in the 34th minute. It would then be Shakhtar's turn to finally have the ball go into the back of the net as Stepanenko played a wonderful pass from distance in the midfield to Alan Patrick in the final third on the right-hand side and he chested the ball down to Fernando as he ran into the box on his left for him to take the shot on the half volley and level the score at 1-1 in the 39th minute. A great piece of link-up play that took advantage of Madrid being half asleep in transitional defending as the Shakhtar attack in that moment went from 0-60 to in the snap of two fingers. It was a somewhat stunning equalizer that had Madrid in a bit of a daze over the remaining minutes of the half when it seemed like they were a bit uncomfortable contending with a rejuvenated Shakhtar and found themselves under a bit of pressure. The seesaw battle resumed in the second half with Madrid getting a good opportunity in the 51st minute when Casemiro picked out Vasquez on the right-hand side with a long ball from the midfield and then very nearly found himself on the end of Vasquez's cross into the box in front of the goal as the ball was just beyond his sliding boot. And Mudrik went on a couple of blazing forward runs into the final third that left Madrid players in his wake in order to set up shots for Tete in the 53rd and 59th minutes, the latter of which required Courtois to make a save. But the deadlock would be broken shortly thereafter by Benzema, as Madrid had a brilliant display of passing through the Shakhtar players that were set up tightly in defense of their final third, with Vinicius and Casemiro combining for a given goal that had Vinicius on the receiving end of Casemiro's backheel pass in the box on the right-hand side, and his ball into Benzema in the center of the box was put into the back of the net with a one-timed right-footed shot to put Madrid back up 2-1 to one in the 61st minute. Shakhtar, though, were not at all discouraged by facing a deficit once again, and they immediately went to work to level the score as they had done in the first half. Alan Patrick had a nice run into the box to get a shot off in the 70th minute that was blocked, and Dodo played a dangerous, appetizing cross from the right side into the box that just missed Fernando less than a minute later. But somewhat surprisingly, Shakhtar's manager decided to sub off Mudrik in the 71st minute, which I thought was giving Madrid a big break, as for me, he was their most consistently dangerous player and looked like the one most likely to create a problem for Real with the ball at his feet. Shakhtar, to be fair though, did get quite a few more good chances over the remaining 20-some-odd minutes of the game, as did Madrid, and both sides would graze each other with bullets as the second half wound down with Vinicius having a good opportunity from inside of the box, albeit from a tight angle in the 72nd minute, but having a bad touch of the ball there. Stepanenko firing just over the Madrid goal in the 75th minute. Benzema then getting good service inside of the box and turning to fire high above the goal in the 79th minute. Ismaili and Militao unable to score off of headers from inside of the box and Cruz and Sudakov forcing saves late on with shots from outside of the box. But despite the entertaining back and forth, the scoreline wouldn't see any further changes and at the final whistle, Madrid would come away with the 2-1 victory to complete the sweep of Shakhtar in group play and put themselves in pole position to advance into the Champions League knockout stages with only two more matches remaining in the group. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a goal! 
Let's get into the individual performances from Real Madrid's Champions League victory today. Starting up front, Karim Benzema rated as an 8. It was another man-of-the-match performance for Madrid's front man with the two goals that made the difference in securing the victory for Real. The first was the easiest of tap-ins, but the ball did get down the pitch initially on his run to receive Militao's long ball, and the second was the exclamation point on a brilliant piece of possession in which Madrid passed through Shakhtar's relatively compact defense in front of the goal to generate Benzema's chance. He was in the right place at the right time and delivered twice for the Whites to continue his superb start to the season and add to his Ballon d'Or resume. Vinicius Jr. I had rated as an 8 as well. He didn't have Benzema's goal-scoring impact in this game, but I thought he was equally important for Madrid as he assisted on both of the goals, making the important runs that preceded his passes to set them up. And he also linked up well with Benzema, Modric, and Mendy a few other times in the final third on the left-hand side as Madrid threatened Shakhtar from inside of the box. It should be noted that on the second goal, he contributed to the build-up on the right-hand side, which is a credit to his work rate. And throughout the game, he was going at multiple players on his own left-hand side with his runs into the box that looked ever dangerous. The final ball eluded him a couple of times when he could have looked to get on the score sheet himself. But apart from that, it was yet another excellent performance by the young Brazilian. Lucas Vasquez I had rated as a 7. He played a good game up front and did really well from the right side of the box to set up two good first half chances for Luka Modric and he was somewhat unlucky not to register at least one assist from one of those opportunities. He also narrowly missed Casemiro with a cross into the box shortly after halftime and some good defending kept him from making any more of an impact when he had run into the box on the right but he demonstrated some good ideas and understanding with his play on the wing for much of the game. In the midfield, I had Luka Modric rated as a 7. I thought he was the best of the midfield trio on the night, making his presence felt most in the first 20 minutes of the game when he fired off three shots and forced saves on two of them. He really should have put Madrid up with his fifth-minute shot from right in front of the goal, but Trubin also reacted well and made a world-class save to deny him there. His link-up play with Lucas Vasquez in that instance was good, and they almost connected again in the second half when Modric played him into the box with a good through ball, and the Croatian also had a well-taken shot from outside of the box blocked in the second half. It was a good contribution to the Real attack for him on the night. Casemiro I had rated as a 6. He had some timely interceptions to halt Shakhtar from getting out on the break, and had a generally good defensive presence in the midfield with some of his challenges, and he contributed nicely in attack, picking out Lucas Vasquez with a good long ball out on the wing, and then almost getting it back in return after running into the box, and his backheel pass on the given goal with Vinicius before Madrid scored the game-winning goal was a superb display of skill. The only thing that marred his day is that when Mudrik started to get going, he was wreaking absolute havoc upon Madrid with his runs through the midfield and into the final third. And I thought Casemiro was a bit lucky not to receive a second booking for a late challenge on Mudrik in the wide area shortly after he had picked up his first yellow. That was a testament to the referee allowing a pretty physical game and not getting himself unnecessarily involved in the proceedings all night long. Tony Cruz I had rated as a 6. He wasn't at his most effective on this night as Shakhtar's defenders were pretty good on reading his attempted long balls out to the wings, intercepting attempts to play the ball to Lucas Vasquez out on the right-hand side multiple times. Most of his work going forward involved the shorter passes with Mendy and Vinicius on the left, 
And the one time he did get the ball in the box for a good chance to shoot, he didn't handle it quite cleanly and had to play it to Benzema to his left to shoot instead. He did, however, force a save late on when Shakhtar seemed partly switched off in defense in their own third. In the back, I had Furland Mendy rated as a 7. I thought he had a good game despite the fact that he was whistled by the crowd for completely whiffing on a ball that had been played to him in the box by Vinicius at the start of the second half. Most of his impact in this game was on the defensive end and he made a number of key interventions inside of the box including tracking back to defend the 8th minute long ball to Dodo with some hugging that led to Dodo going to ground to win a penalty that the referee, again not wanting to inject himself in the proceedings too much, wasn't willing to give. He blocked a cross and a shot from inside of the box as well and had a very important late clearance of a loose ball in the box in the 91st minute after Sudakov's saved shot got away from Courtois. David Alaba I had rated as a 6. He has to shoulder part of the blame for Fernando's goal as the build-up to it happened right in the area of central defense that he should have been securing but he did have an important interception of a dangerous long ball over the top of Madrid and into the final third in the earlier part of the second half. However, he then did totally miss out on a sliding tackle inside of the box in the 82nd minute that allowed Marlos to cross the ball in for Ismaili's header, so it was a bit of an up and down day for him at the back. Militao I had rated as a 6. He also gets to share in the blame for Shakhtar's first goal as Alaba's central back partner, despite throwing his hands up in the air after the ball went into the back of the net as though it was someone else's fault that a shot was taken from a central area inside of the box. He also had the ball played in behind him by Alan Patrick for Fernando to run into the box and force a save right before the halftime whistle, but he did have a late clearance in the 92nd minute of the ball into the box when Shakhtar was chasing the game, and he also made some good contributions to Madrid's forward play with the long ball over the top to Benzema that preceded Madrid's first goal and forcing a save with a header in the 85th minute. Danny Carvajal I had rated as a 5. He wasn't at his most impactful defensively in this game as he was beaten by the impressive Mudrik in both halves as he ran forward into the final third down the left hand side of the pitch to present a danger to Madrid. I don't know if he has quite fully gotten himself back fit or whether the pace of Mudrik was always going to have him a step behind but he looked at times like he was scrambling at the back and ultimately he was subbed off shortly after Madrid regained the lead in the second half. As for the substitutes, I had Nacho rated as a 5. Back to a reserve role now that Madrid's defensive players have recovered their health. He saw his first action in some time coming on in the 66th minute for Carvajal. He had a bad giveaway of the ball in Madrid's half that had Shakhtar breaking down the left-hand side. But on that same side, he made a good block of an attempted through ball inside of the box in the 93rd minute when Shakhtar was putting some pressure on Madrid to level the score. Luka Jovic I only rated as a 4. He came on for Benzema in the 79th minute and looked like he lacked energy and enthusiasm out there, not going on any purposeful runs without the ball to invite service and then looking like a fish out of water when he did get the ball not knowing which direction to go in and just collapsing to the turf upon the first hint of a challenge in order to draw a foul. It certainly wasn't any kind of showing that would inspire Ancelotti to consider giving him any more game time going forward and he looks ever more like a lost cause. Finally in front of the goal I had Thibaut Courtois rated as a 7. It was another solid performance by the big Belgian as he made a number of good saves throughout the course of the game most importantly in second half stoppage time when Sudakov tested him from distance in the 91st minute although he didn't gather the ball cleanly and needed Mendy to clear it out to totally snuff out the danger. 
He also read and intercepted other dangerous balls that came his way in front of the goal, and he couldn't be faulted for being out of position on either Alan Patrick's screamer that hit the woodwork or Fernando's goal in the first half. The mission was always to get three points against Shakhtar at the Bernabeu today, and it was mission accomplished for Madrid, even though their opponents were vastly improved from their previous performance against the Whites just a couple of weeks ago, and Madrid had to earn the victory in a very competitive game. And so with nine points and a two-point lead over Inter in the group with just two matches remaining in group play, it's a pretty good bet at this point that Madrid will once again find themselves qualifying for the Champions League round of 16, which is a great feeling to take into the weekend game back in league play. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Up next for Madrid, they are back in the Bernabeu this upcoming Saturday as they host Rayo Vallecano in La Liga. Madrid did not play against Rayo in the league last season as they were not in the top flight, so this will be the first league match between the two sides since April of 2019. Despite having just returned to La Liga, Rayo are faring quite well to start off the season as they are currently positioned 6th in the table with 20 points from their 12 games, having registered 6 wins two draws and four defeats. They've netted 18 goals and conceded 12 so far this season, so it does not appear on the surface that they will be the easiest of opponents for Madrid as the Whites look to head into yet another international break on a winning note. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be sometime on Saturday evening after Real's match with Rayo, so look for the next episode to drop before the conclusion of the weekend wherever it is that you will be listening. Until then... As always, Hala Madrid. No, 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 no,